for a single soul. Reaching a further and stepping in closer. I'm so glad that you decided to join us. Let's be reminded that uh, life is precious, and so let's make the most of every opportunity that God gives us on this day. You know, there was a movie that really caught my interest, and it was a Christian movie called God's Not Dead. And it follows a, a life of a Christian, a college student, uh, on campus. And what ends up happening, I hope I don't spoil this for anyone, but uh, he's in a classroom where the professor is famous uh, for being atheist, and he would often ridicule and make fun of those who profess faith in Christ Jesus. Now, this student was a firm believer. You know, he was—he seems a little shaky in the beginning, um, but uh, during the class, uh, the professor makes all the students sign a statement saying uh, that they don't believe in God. But this student, who is a Christian, um, refuses to sign it. And the professor says, if you want to pass my class, you have to sign it. Um, otherwise, you will have to prove to me uh, that God is not dead. Uh, and so he goes on to share in front of not only his professor, but in front of his classmates uh, on the existence of God. And so it was truly inspiring moving, and it really brings to light of how God is around us and how he wants to make himself known to all of us. Psalm chapter 14, verses 1 through 7. The fool says in his heart, there is no God. They are corrupt. Their deeds are vile. There is no one who does good. The Lord looks down from heaven on all mankind to see if there are any who understand, any who seek God. All have turned away. All have become corrupt. There is no one who does good, not even one. Do all these evildoers know nothing? They devour my people as though eating bread. They never call on the Lord. But there they are, overwhelmed with dread, for God is present in the company of the righteous. You evildoers frustrate the plans of the poor, but the Lord is their refuge. Oh, that salvation for Israel would come out of Zion. When the Lord restores his people, let Jacob rejoice and Israel be glad. Uh, and so as we look here in this psalm, we look again at the writings of David. And he talks about those who reject God. And David gives his honest opinion uh, about those who reject them and what he thinks of them. He calls those who deny the existence of God uh, fools. Uh, now, the idea behind this Hebrew word uh, translated as fool is more about concerning their morals and not about their intellect. So David's not saying that these people are not smart enough to believe in God, but rather what he's saying is that they are morally corrupt and that this is the reason why and what prevents them from believing in the Lord. Uh, so the phrase that we see here that says, 
there is no God. Uh, actually saying, um, is saying, no, God, no God for me. Uh, so they not only refuse God, uh, but they also act on this conviction. Uh, David says this because of the plain evidence that there is God that can be seen both in creation and through the human conscience. So the Apostle Paul would write about this in Romans chapter 1. So the fact that some of these men insist on denying on the existence of God uh, does not erase God from the universe. Instead, it speaks to their own standing as fools not believing in God. So in the minds of these unbelievers, you know, they think that they're wise, but in fact, they're just fools. Uh, so there are many powerful arguments on the existence of God, and I encourage you to look it up. And if you want to learn more and help you to understand uh, about God, I, I highly recommend a book called Case for Christ by Lee Strobel. And he is an investigative journalist. And what started out as he was trying to disprove God and to write a, a story on that, as he was doing the research, as he was looking at the evidence, he began seeing the, that God really does exist. And so as he's trying to disprove God, he ends up being converted and becoming a Christian and a famous apologist going around the world talking about Jesus. And this has really been uh, so amazing and such a testimony to see how a person can be uh, so radically changed. And so David points out something important here, that these non-believing people um, have a heart issue. And so in the movie that I referenced earlier in my introduction, um, God's Not Dead, uh, what, what's happening here is that this professor who is an atheist, and he is so uh, against, he's so passionately against Christians, uh, you find out later in the movie the reason why. Uh, it's not because it's an intellectual thing, but more it's because of his heart. Uh, and you find out later that uh, actually his mother was a very strong believer. And when he was young, you know, he went to church, but his mom ended up getting sick. And as she's dying, you know, she encourages her son to believe, continue to believe in God. But after his mom passed away, he became very angry and very bitter towards God. And so his heart was what became hardened and what turned uh, away from the Lord. And I encourage you, if you're talking to non-believers, to take the time to listen to the story uh, rather than getting into an argument, rather than trying to show them facts and proofs uh, about the existence of God, try to take the time to listen to the story. Uh, perhaps maybe there is something going on in their hearts. Maybe there is something that uh, maybe in the past, maybe uh, the church um, has let them down. Maybe there were uh, Christians that they trusted and they backstabbed them or they saw just bad examples of Christianity that turned them away from the Lord. And it's important that we look at the heart issue of people to help us to understand uh, what they are going through. And so let's hope that we can deconstruct their image of God uh, based on the emotions and based on what they've been traumatized in the past. 
So David here, uh, he describes God as looking down from heaven. Uh, so we see that God does not forget man, that he is always observing us. And so this reminds me of the Tower of Babel. And when, when in the story in Genesis, the people were trying to build this tower to get closer to God because they thought that they can have the same power and that they were on the same level as the Lord. But God looked down on them and scattered them and created all these different languages so they cannot uh, communicate with each other because God was seeing what was happening from heaven. And David here also reminds us that not only are these people who don't believe in God corrupt, but he says that all of us are not good by nature. And this is very true. Like when we look even in the writings of Paul, he says, For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. So that includes all of us. Let's be reminded that we too have fallen short of God's glory because of our sin. And so let's have the right perspective as we read and as we take in the word of the Lord together. You know, it's really um, hopeful when we read at the end of this chapter that David has so much hope knowing that God has a plan for salvation. That he didn't know that thousands of years later that Jesus would actually come and be, become salvation, bring, bring salvation to the entire world. And he knew that as he trusted in God, uh, knowing that even though people were evil, even though people were turning their backs on God, he had hope. He knew that uh, God was working uh, for the good of those who love him. And even though he may feel alone, even though he may feel like the rest of the world had run out on him, uh, he had hope knowing that uh, where he was going, the direction that he was going, uh, that God was for him and that God was by his side. So may we take comfort in knowing that as well. And that as we pray that we can have hope that Jesus will again one day return. Uh, so let's pray for that together. Uh, Heavenly Father, we are so thankful that though this world is evil, though we see the, the fallen nature of man, uh, we thank you that you have not given up on us and that we have salvation and that we have our hope in you. And so God, we pray that you would direct us. We pray, God, that you would help us, um, Lord, to grow in our faith, that we would not be satisfied with where we are, but may we continue to share the good news with those around us and help us to listen to their hearts, to know where they're coming from. Uh, for we know that that is where you're trying to um, penetrate and to help them to understand, to see um, our good and gracious God. So we love you and we thank you. And in Jesus' um, holy name we pray. Amen. Single soul, the chin of the world, the stepping in closer, see you.